Yo, yo. What, what? It's the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Um, so, you know, we've all been sort of cooped up a little bit little in our bit. homes. Kids are not at school. We're doing the homeschool thing. Yay. So I decided, well, my daughter asked me, she said, Mom, can we dye my hair purple? And um. I was like, Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Is the future calling? Sorry, the Bradley? future's calling again to warn us of coronavirus. There is a uh, f- there's a phone in the studio that Bradley is broadcasting from that rings round about this time, like every day. I want Bradley to answer. <laughs> I'm not picking day. that up. I don't want to know. But it's like an old school phone. It is. Like it, with it, a but ringer. like with a ringer that like is <laughs> has been smashed with a mallet or something. It's bizarre. Anyway, sorry, that was distracting. Uh back to my daughter wanted to dye purple her hair. hair purple. Now normally, honestly, I probably would just be like, Yeah, all right, anyway, because it's it's washable. It doesn't stay. But you know, I might think twice about doing the whole head. I'm like, we're not going anywhere. So get over here. Let's dye that hair. By the way, it's adorable and I totally love it. But it's so cute. Is there anything that you would not normally be doing? uh, Maybe with your appearance, maybe just in general, things you're saying yes to in your family (laughs) that you normally wouldn't do uh, just because you want to make people happy during this time of quarantine. 651-641-1071. Bradley, for you, it's dessert. I made ice cream last night. Okay. Talk about this because this is so interesting to me. Um, oh, I uh, the method. Well, it, the yeah, ice- just in general, or just like the idea that you were like, we don't have any ice cream. Oh. I want ice cream. So I'm we, gonna make ice cream. I, you know how like I just I I rediscovered my Ace Blender, which I know you have as well. It's yes. the instant pot we bought version it for each other for a holiday, <laughs> so that we could justify it to our significant others. Jamie was like, that must have been like. Three hundred dollars. I was like, it was ninety nine dollars. Calm down. You didn't pay for it anyway. Um, but I, I rediscovered it this weekend. Made soup, made oat milk, and then I decided to make ice. I'm like, this thing has an ice cream setting. Let's try it. Well, um, I didn't have any milk, but I had coconut milk, and uh-huh. I had frozen fruit, like a tropical fruit mix bag with like coconut, pineapple, and that strawberries. Sounds like a nickname. What? Tropical, <laughs> tropical fruit, fruit bag. Mix bag. Hey, I'm Tropical Fruit Bag. <laughs> anyway, um, so I put the two, a little bit of sugar, found a recipe online, buzzed it up, stuck it back in the freezer. It, You know, it tasted like a frozen smoothie, but whatevs. It was just fun to, like, make something. Yes. You know how it is in this moment. I mean, you've been making buns and getting all Amish up in here. Yes. So it was fun to just, um, you know. But you don't usually do like the dessert business. No. So that's like, yeah. So, you know, sometimes you just got to do things. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Let's go to the phone. 651-641-1071. Are you doing anything during this quarantine that you wouldn't normally do just to make people in your house happy? Tiffany's on the line. Hi, Tiffany. What are you doing to make people happy? Hi, guys. It's kind of the opposite. I shaved my son's afro off that he hasn't cut in three years because I was like, you're not going back to school. You have five months probably to grow it back. Wow. It felt so good. Did he, was he uh, on board with it? Or were you just like, we're doing this because that's We're nasty. doing this. That's awesome. No, it, isn't it weird how like, you do have that moment where you're like, I don't really care if it looks dumb because you got some time. Right, because you're not going back. anywhere and nobody's right. going to see you. So I love yeah. it. I, now is the time to just like do those things. Like I'm all embracing just letting my hair grow because like who cares, right? Who cares? Yep. Yeah. You can see what you would look like 
you know, it's it's awesome. It yeah. is. It is. Thank you, Tiffany. Thanks, I like Tiffany. that positive. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Can I just say, at first, I thought she said something else. Oh. And I was mortified. Oh well. But I'm, I'm glad she didn't. Glad she didn't yeah. as well. I don't know what that thing was. I'll tell but, you in the oh, break. Okay. It's not appropriate. I, I know what it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Any whoozy whatsy? Uh, is there anything that you would not <laughs> normally do that you're doing during this quarantine because you know you're not going to see anybody for a long time? Or because it's just going to make people happy. I mean, I'll tell you, like, we have released a lot of rules when it comes to screen time at our house. You have to. For ourselves as well. I heard this interview with a mom who um, has, like, three kids at home. And her husband is, like, a hospital worker. So he has to go to work every day. So Uh she's essentially taken on the role of raising the family. Um, in those moments while he's not there. And the things that she was like talking about, I was like, wow. She was like, I don't care if um, like they're watching TV. It doesn't matter what time of day. Like at some point they're going to do some homework. But like like she was just letting it all out. Yeah. And, you know, that that's what was working for her. I'm telling you, bedtime at our house is no longer an actual time. It's whenever we're too irritated. <laughs> Honestly. Like, like, I've had enough of you. Go to bed. And they know. They're like, but last night you let us go to bed at 9, and it's 8.15, and we're like, yeah, but we're tired of you. We love you, but why don't you take this show on the road up to your bedrooms and then go night-night? Yeah. Because it's just, it gets to be, it just gets to be a lot, and it's hard to, you know, we have some routines, right? Like, we eat meals at normal meal times, I guess. But for the most part, it's just like, everybody just do what you need to do to stay happy. You do find what's important and what's not, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Which is it's kind of like, you know, again, wish we didn't have to learn it this way, but right. take it and um you know, uh that'll probably inform some stuff going forward, I imagine, in a way that we wouldn't have been privy to before. There are things that I would like to inform, you know, there are certain things but then there are other things where I think, nope, we have to get back to business on certain things, like I don't know, cleaning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, my sure. house is not in any kind of condition that I want it in. But I also recognize that we're in a different space right now, right? And so the fort that they made with every blanket in the house in the basement, that's the most epic fort ever, that might get to stay there for a few days longer than I would normally allow, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you just got to loosen up the reins a little bit and then pull them back little by little. I don't know. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, here's one thing. I actually watched twice because my children wanted to see it. SNL. We watched that special SNL at home this weekend. Both of us did. Uh, And I actually watched it twice. And we've got some thoughts about it. We'll share them with you after this on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, And uh, we both watched the episode of Saturday Night Live, the very special episode uh, of Saturday Night Live that aired on Saturday night that included all of our favorite Saturday Night Live stars from their homes. I even watched it twice. This was so cool. So I um, knew this was happening and I was like, you know, I do, I'm as a rule, do not watch Saturday Night Live as appointment viewing. I usually if, you know, something is particularly funny, it'll make its way to social media and then I'll watch it there. But um, so it's been a while. But I know you watch it on a regular basis. Yep. I will say, though, I made the effort to watch it because 
you know, I wanted to see, like, how is SNL going to maneuver this? Like, will it actually be funny? And um, I, I will say just as a takeaway, I thought they did something pretty amazing, all things considered, right? So right. it was a huge, huge shift in the way they normally do stuff. But that um, being said, I thought they did some pretty fun things with it. Now, also, there were some things I didn't like, but I kind of feel like that's every episode right or every episode that's um that's just snl generally like there's some stuff that's funny there's some stuff that's not that is 100 percent true and you know it's funny so the first time we watched it you know i was impressed in the way that you are impressed when you're watching anybody put together i mean i was able to appreciate the fact that they really had worked hard to put together a show that would uh, still be entertaining um, and they did it all remotely. I was impressed by that. I thought, okay, this was all, this took a lot of moving parts. I asked myself a lot of questions about how, you know, I was curious about like how the production, things, yeah. yeah, like who did that and, you know, how did they do that, et cetera. But I wasn't like wowed, but I recognized that it was a feat that they'd put it together. Then I went back the next day because yesterday, because my kids we're curious about it. They like to watch SNL and, you know, we fast forward through the things that aren't appropriate for them, but we always have an eye on like what sketches we think they would think were funny. So we went back and watched the ones that we thought would be funny. There was one where they did a spoof of masterclass. Yeah, that was hilarious. And they, they did, um, impressions that gal, I cannot remember her name. Her name's Chloe, Chloe Feynman. Feynman. Yeah. She did her impression of Jojo Siwa. She did Jojo Siwa, oh. and she also did Timothy Chalamet. Yes. And that was, I mean, the highlights for me really were her and Kate McKinnon, um, maybe yeah. to a lesser extent, Audie, what's her name? Aidy Bryant. Aidy Bryant. Yeah. Um, you know, she's funny too. But, I mean, Kate McKinnon and Chloe Fineman together, th- those were the only actual laughs that I had. Yeah. The other ones you could kind of tell, right? Like what they were trying to do, and haha, it was funny. But it maybe just didn't pay Land. off, right? Right. Right. I did. But I did. You do. They did the things that you knew that they were going to do. Right. You knew that they would make some sort of fun of a Zoom call. Yeah. Which was hilarious. It was pretty funny. And then and then also went on a little long. Yeah. But but what again, what are you going to do? Um, but the part that really moved me and I don't know, I, I this was unexpected. I knew that they had lost uh, a member of the crew at Saturday Night Live, but yeah. I wasn't anticipating to have like be so emotionally moved. Um, his name is Will, uh, Hal Wilner, and he was the um, he was the person who did the scoring for Saturday Night Live. Meaning, if they needed some music to make something come to life, he was the one that was writing it and uh, and having it performed. Yeah, to help enhance the show. And by all accounts, he was just a great guy and yeah, he died and from COVID-19. A lot of the cast members just had some like, you know, heartwarming stories about this person that we've never heard of. Right. Really clearly we have heard from him. We just didn't realize it because uh, some of the um, interview clips that they played, I was like, well, this must be from some sort of Saturday night live special. He's yep. clearly been around for a long time. So made uh, apparently made a huge impact on the show. And some of the people that you maybe wouldn't have expected seeing get really emotional um, like honestly, Andy Samberg or not Andy Samberg, um, 
uh, Pete Davidson mm-hmm. was so emotional. And, you know, he's and he acknowledged that he had been through a lot of struggles and that this uh, that this Hal Wilner had been a really big support to him. And so you did get that feeling of realizing you know, what a huge loss it was for them. And then a lot of the women got together Anna Anna Gasteyer, um, Maya Rudolph. Vets of the um, Saturday Night Live got together and sang. And sang, and it was really like a beautiful tribute to him. It was like, also, the fact that they could sing in key. I could not even imagine. From different places. I'm like, whoever produced that bit, you know, deserves some sort of medal because that could not have been... Um, that could not have been easy. I will say I did. I I really am glad that they got t- Tom Hanks to do it. I mean, he was kind of goofy, Tom Hanks, yeah. but like, but it it's just it's a voice that we just all want to hear from, right? Right in this moment, and right. so I thought it was very apt that they had Tom Cruise host the thing. Thanks. I what did I say? Cruise. Tom Cruise. <laughs> Ew. Uh, no, yeah, I don't want to ruin it. Heat, Tom no. Hanks. Um. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did. It did make me want to sit down and have like a sixty minutes interview with Tom like Hanks. an actual conversation. With yeah, because I want to hear about his experience. Yeah. Right. Also, really interesting. Okay, we could just have to talk about it because this is the thing you know you're paying attention to. Seeing people's homes. Yeah, for sure. Is the weirdest thing. Like, you know, Tom Hanks standing in his kitchen. Hosting the open, I can barely focus on him. I'm like, yeah, what's all that stuff on their yeah. counter back there? Mm-hmm. And you know, in my mind, I'm like, I really thought that Tom Hanks would have a different kitchen. kitchen, right? Yeah, but like, I, I, that's not the kitchen I, I imagined. What did you imagine? I don't know. Something like big and marbly and like light and airy. This is and, one of probably a dozen homes right, they have. So, exactly. And this is probably like the basement kitchen. Yeah, it's probably like not even like their yeah. real actual nice kitchen. It just was odd. It was very relatable. I don't know. It just felt like... Hey, it's Mike and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. A normal kitchen. Yeah. And, and the same goes for, honestly, the, um, the, the cast members of Saturday Night Live. To see them in their own homes, many of them doing their segments from their bedrooms. 
Well, I did get, I thought, for example, so they did Weekend Update. If you're just joining us, yep. we're talking about Saturday Night Live um, and what they did differently. And um, they did Weekend Update with Michael Che and Colin Jost. And um, I was marveling at how Colin Jost's, like, he is too, okay, first of all, he's too pretty, yep. right? Like, you yep. know, people who are just too pretty. Yeah. Like, he's just pretty, pretty. Yep. right? Like, every tooth is perfectly white, uh-huh. every hair has its place. And I'm like, in this moment, how do you look that perfect? Right. He looks like he's wearing makeup on his face. And then if you look at the scene behind him, yeah. I was very drawn to, like, he has his guitar like, aptly, up on the couch. aptly placed on his leather, uh, you know, his Setty. leather couch. And then um, Michael Che just looked like far more... I don't know, just looks like it, it didn't stand out, right. right? It just looked normal. Yeah. Whereas Colin Justin, I'm like, oh, that must just be infuriating to live in that world. <laughs> because you know what my point is, like when something is that perfect, you know it's not that perfect. Right. And so they've worked really hard to make it look a certain way. And I'm just like, oof, are we doing that right now? But it is so interesting, right? Like, because you know that they are aware that everybody's going to see into their homes. Yeah. That is an odd sensation to be a celebrity who creates a reality for people all the time yeah. to then have to allow people into your actual reality. It's a bizarre. I just felt like I was intruding. It was strange and I didn't anticipate that, you know, I thought, and I honestly, I watched um, a little bit of Jimmy Fallon's show the other day, uh, the tonight show. Mm hmm. And I felt the same way. I felt like I was intruding on his real life in an odd way. Um, but that's what we're doing right now. We're intruding on people's lives. Yeah. But it's also like, I think we're just seeing the humanity of people in a way. Yeah. Or not, rather. Right. I mean, like those things aren't going to change. But you are getting to see, you know, for people like us who go deep in the shallow and we don't often get to see behind the curtain, it is... Uh, it's an opportune moment. It's fascinating. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have some celebrities behaving badly, uh, and we call them D-bags, and we're going to tell you about them when we come back on My Talk 1071. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Yes. 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 Who's Got the sense that the D-bag? beat was about to drop there, but whatevs. okay so my d-bag today is this complicated mess of a story this story though reality about justin bieber and kylie oh Oh, i was so glad you brought this because this bring it yeah it needs some time should we play the audio Mm, well do they are they clean you know, I don't know, so never mind. Let's okay. not do it. Yeah. Just let's. I like to err on the side of caution. Um. So, just in these difficult times. Bien, bien. Yeah. Haley, actually, in the audio that I have, has the sound of a guillotine being sharpened okay. in the background, okay. and so I feel like yeah. That's let's not maybe equally not there. good. Yeah. Justin Bieber, Haley, and Kendall Jenner are like FaceTiming, so it's Bieber and. Haley, obviously, and then Kendall. And Haley and Kendall are like super besties. Yeah. So they're hanging out and they're talking about stuff. And uh-huh. um, oh, this is where it gets crazy. Let me just share a little bit. Can I share a little bit? Yeah, with you? she was. Okay. So after Justin asked Kendall how he liked her new home, um, or she liked her new home, she said, Oh my God, it's literally my favorite place on the planet. I worked for so long to get to this point. 
I renovated it for like a year. How blessed we are to be able to be like, a lot of people obviously in this time have a crappy situation. Oh, that's Bieber. I don't care. There's just privilege coming out of my voice. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who. It comes from both directions. Just know that. He goes on to say, you know, they look at us and obviously we've worked hard for where we're at. So it's like, you can't feel bad for the things we have. And Kendall said, yeah, I think about it all the time. And then Justin added, but I just, but I think just us taking that time to acknowledge that there are people who are really crippling is important. Oh, Oh, gosh. Thank God you're acknowledging us. So grateful. Um, Anyway, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I cannot. It goes on, but like literally, I don't know what they're doing other than patting themselves on the back for being terribly privileged in a moment when privilege has consequences or a lack of privilege has consequences rather. So um, it's, it's, oof, oof. It's just oof. so, and he, this is the part. Okay. So I hear that on my, the first level and I have like my immediate stomach turning over reaction then i put myself in their shoes and think about it how they are no doubt thinking about it in the moment which is that i think in their minds they think they're doing enough by just acknowledging that they realize how privileged they are but that is actually the thing that shoots them in the foot and the way that it's specifically the way in which kendall goes yeah i think about it all the time Okay, you you think about it meaning like you are grateful that's not you or that um, like what what do you actually think about? No, all she's saying is I think about poor people. I mean, that that's what she thinks she's saying, right? Like, right. She's just saying, like, I'm doing the the least thing that you're supposed to do right. in this moment. Like, like I'm aware that peop- there are people that are poor. Yeah. Crack open another Pepsi honey, yeah. and tell me more. Yeah. And also, there's this weird thing, and somebody else pointed this out on Twitter, where, you know, Justin says how blessed we are all. Um, He says how blessed we are to be able to, like, a lot of people obviously have a crappy situation. You know, they look at us, and obviously we worked hard for where we're at, so, like, you can't feel bad for the things we have. So, on the one hand, you know, Justin Bieber, to be fair has probably worked very hard to get where he's at. It's not to say that he didn't have all sorts of privileges thrown at him that other people don't have. But like there is a trajectory of his particular personal career path where he started at a certain point and then rose to another yep, point. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Um, have you met Kendall Jenner? Yeah. yeah. I mean, she her her sister she, had some sex uh <laughs> on a video and you know she owes the rest well, of her life and to even that. Even long before that, their father was incredibly right. wealthy and successful. Like you were born into this. Yeah. You were born everything you have is because of what you were given at birth. Right. That is not an experience um the majority of this country will ever have, or right. the world for that matter. So it's like she's trying to like be like, Yeah, Justin, I totally get it. And it's like, well, you can't even claim Justin's like roundabout like rise to fame and bootstraps right. like mythology. Right. She's even like more privileged in that yeah. regard. Yeah. And then here's the other thing that just gets stuck in my craw is that exact same thing you just read where they say, you know, we worked really hard for this, so we can't really feel bad for having it. Or how did they... Uh, yeah. Okay, so then, like, then I think about the scores and scores of people who have many jobs 
and who work really who work hard. actual like labor nothing, hard literally and have nothing yeah. to show for it um because they were not given the opportunities that people like just yeah, in fact had roadblocks thrown up in their yeah. in their way so like so this then is it just not... says like that like they worked hard so that they deserve this well there's other people who have worked twice as hard i guarantee you who deserve what you have yeah. and more and don't get it yeah that's so a what fa- are you uh, so that lack of awareness makes me ill i would like to appreciate that at least they gave us the opportunity to remind ourselves that that is a yeah. reality, <laughs> meaning that we were able to learn the lessons that they couldn't. Like we can see them because we clearly are not living where they're living. But oh. you just know that there are so many people in this moment right now who. But again, all of us are in that place because there's always somebody who has less than what we have. Absolutely. So let it be a reminder to all of us to look um, to check our own privilege yeah. in this moment. That's a really and good point. Especially now, because like getting on your, you know, I mean, just don't. Just don't. <sighs> okay, I'm done. Are you done? Bye. I Thank you for bringing that, though, because I saw that story this morning and I thought, my gosh, we really need to spend some time on this. We don't need to spend as much time uh, on this one. This is just gross and it's pretty straightforward. So, you know Gucci Mane, the rapper? hmm Well, yesterday on Easter Sunday, yesterday on Easter Sunday, yeah. he wanted you to know he was praying. Okay. But what he was praying for was that his haters, quote, die of coronavirus. Oh, okay. that's a new one. Okay. What? Yep. <laughs> I don't think that that was the point of the day yesterday. Uh nope, it wasn't the point of the day. Thank you Holly for for that very wise insight. That is indeed not what Easter is about. Gucci Mane on April 12th, I want you 2020 to wrote the following. For, oh god. I pray my haters die of coronavirus. No. And then the smiley face with the mask over it. Did, how did people take that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, not well. And uh, one of the one of the commenters wrote, "Man, you need some online church services and a hug. This is the worst time tweet ever. There are people actually mourning the loss of loved ones now due to the virus. Bad move, big homie. I can't agree more. Okay, here's what disturbs me about this tweet." What? 70,000 people like this. See, people. <gasps> 70,000. Strange times, y'all. Don't. Just like the dad used to say on You Can't Do That on, on television, television, don't encourage Gucci <laughs> Mane. I paraphrase. I thought that was really The well last done, time he had, I'm looking to see 70,000. It was, well, yeah. Never? No, he did in April second. Sometimes it got to get worse to get better. Well, maybe That's, he's I, saying that to himself can I right just now. Say, is this not a wonderful time? And maybe this will be a talker we can have at some point. Although I doubt it. But all of the trite sayings that people shuffle out in moments like these. Oh, I love. I mean, we could talk about that all day. You're like, yeah. So, like, you know, this. You know, uh, no, like, yeah. I, I don't even know where to begin, so I'm not going to start. But that's that's something I've noticed a lot is when people speak in sort of like a calm mind makes a wiser decision. 
Yeah. When they get all luck favors like, the prepared. When they get all like fortune cookie yeah. in the situation. Like um I mean, I got more where that came. like I get there's a lot that I get upset with that people I mean, there's a lot of bad theology out there where people trying to well, tell you why here's this is the, happening. You don't know. Leave well, it alone. Even theology aside, I've run into this myself. Remember when I said, what's the worst that could happen? Oh, geez. Yep. And the answer was not good. And then it was, I was like, good. okay, so you got to stop saying, what's the worst that could happen? Because yeah, you'll find out it's, it's not good. It's bad. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, speaking of coronavirus fear... Ooh, Bradley, you read an article that is going to make people real mad. Yeah, so I'm not going to. At um, least it should make people mad. It's it's just it's a hot take that needs to go. That needs to cool down. Cool down and (laughs) it's hot garbage. So all right, we'll tell you about that hot garbage hot take after this on my talk 1071. Thank you for that, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh okay, Bradley. Uh, you know, we were talking about bad theology in the last segment, but uh you read some bad reporting. Yes. And this story, um, I'm gonna take you on a journey. This story is one of hot garbage. And we need to put it in the dumpster, the dumpster fire that is uh, the world <laughs> we're right? in right How now. Sad that is. Um, but I'm sure, like me, listeners, and let me just tell you the headline so that we can uh, rip that bandaid off. The headline says, the cur- and it's a headline we're going to deconstruct and not listen to, so calm down. The coronavirus <laughs> spe- spreads at least 13 feet, travels on shoes, says CDC. So I read that story and I think, okay, I ne- if the CDC is saying something, I need to listen, right? Right. In this moment. Yes. However, the story appears in the New York Post. So I'm dubious, right? Right. So then I see that according to research published in the CDC's Emerging Infect- Infectious Disease Journal, um, apparently they found out that uh, the contagion can spread much further than previous official suggestions and also getting spread on people's shoes and then it goes in to talk about this study and like there is some again science which says um the distance through um the aerosolization of uh covid yep can so tra- like droplets so droplets can can go like up to four meters, which is roughly more than 13 feet, right? Right. So you think, oh my God, oh my God, we're all doing six feet and here it is 13 feet. Oh my God. We've been doing it wrong and freaking out. Stay farther away now. Furthermore, half the samples from the soles of the ICU medical staff shoes tested positive from samples taken at Hu Shen Shan Hospital in Wuhan. Okay. (laughs) So you're like, oh God, 13 feet, and it's on my shoes. Uh, But then you look very carefully and you realize this is just science. And the science is saying that these things are possible, that the virus can actually go from this point to this point, and that distance can be a certain um, length. Right. It does not say that people are catching COVID at 13 feet. Right. It also does not say that people are getting COVID from their feet. Meaning, like, because you can find the virus on shoes, they also said that they found the virus on things like um, computer mice, 
I'm touching one right now. Right. Trash cans, bed rails, all of that. So your mind is in a place where you're like, oh, God, I can't do anything. Right. And you're paralyzed. Right. And you're like, it's from the CDC. And you run out and tell your family and everybody's sitting at home in panic. Correct. However, this all sounds familiar so far. However, there's no need for any of this um, to take up space in your brain, because while that study is fascinating, it does not say that you can you will get or you can get covid from 13 feet, nor does it say you can get covid from your shoes. What it says is if you're in a hospital situation um, where people are up close and dealing with the virus in close proximity, these are things that will determine how you best disinfect those areas. These are not things that should change the way that we move through the world today for you and me. And I'm so glad you said that because that's the other thing. Um, I, I watched a different video. This was a while ago. Okay. A while ago, which probably was a week ago, but it feels like a year. I don't know. It's relative. Um, Oh, you guys, what's that stuff? Stop it. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Oh, geez. Okay, sorry. Don't look out windows. Bradley, you're fine. It's I'm, I don't see a thing. It's sunny, sunny. And there are tropical birds flying by the window right now. Good. Uh, anyway, that's um, true. Um, no, but uh, I, it was an actual doctor who worked in a, a hospital in New York. And he basically, this was like the most soothing hour long talk. I've ever seen in my life where he just said, here's what you do. You wash your hands. Yeah. You stay away from people. You don't touch your face. You wash your hands. You stay away from people. And don't touch your hands. You don't touch your face. And wear a mask. So these are all the things that we've been doing. And these are all the things that we can continue to do. More information is not always better. Meaning more, you know, this kind of research about how far the virus can fly and the fact that it's on feet, it's not really helpful because what we know about the mitigation of this virus and the spread of this virus is wash your hands, stay far away from people and don't touch your face. And the reason that uh, articles like these are so frustrating is that it purports to give you information from the CDC because it says headline, headline, says CDC, right? So you think, wow, CDC says I'm going to have to stay away from people 13 feet. No, there is some research that they are pointing out. The CDC is pointing out this research, but they are not changing their recommendation. And and at the end of this article, it in plain language says, the CDC recommends six feet for social distancing while, get this, the World Health Organization claims just three feet should be enough, less than a quarter of the distance the current studies suggest the bug spreads. So they're trying to make you think that people are lying to you or not telling you the truth, when all it's saying is that there's some science that says the virus can tra- travel this far, not that you're going to get it at that distance. Also, they end by by quoting Dr. Anthony Fauci. He's our top infectious like disease him. expert. You know... There was some research, I guess, last month that said the virus could travel up to 27 feet. And he was like, yeah, that is terribly misleading because that would require a very robust, vigorous, big, fat sneeze in that moment. And you'd have to, like, catch it on just the right place. Like, this is not practical for you to change your behavior. So I, I just think, like, we need to point this stuff out as much as humanly possible in this moment so people don't freak out. And have that, you know, just 
five-minute existential dread moment sitting alone, you know, clicking through the Internet. Which, incidentally, can I just add this? I don't think the thing we need right now is more existential dread. No. Like, I think that there's plenty to go around. We've all had it enough. Mm Mm-hmm. That right now, I think, is for settling into what we're doing and being confident that what we're doing is working and not a load on more fear and also b take very seriously that the reason that we are in the shape we are in right now in the state of Minnesota is because of what we are doing. And so we need to just continue to stay that course as hard as it may be. And trust me, I miss my mommy. Right? Yeah. I miss my family. I don't, none of us gets to see the people that we care about in the ways that we want to. But that, this, they are the reason why we have to do this. This is why I'm grateful that the weather is not ideal today because Um, people will stay home. Yeah. It's not ideal. Stay home. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, do you have a special trick to your chocolate chip cookies? Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.